Hey everybody, this is Griffin. Uh, thank you so, so, so much for all your support in this Max Fun Drive and uh, for, for recurring donors, for all your support in the past Max Fun Drives. It really means the world to us and I really hope you enjoy the bonus episode that we have prepared for you today. It is a, it's a special one. We have with us uh, guest DMing Matt Mercer from uh, Critical Role fame and also, you know, most video games and animated pieces of, of work. Um, we are so happy and so grateful that he joined us for this uh, special episode. And uh, it's, it is a wild one, a sort of modern day crime drama uh, using the fifth edition rule set. Um, I don't think we set that up necessarily in the episode. So uh, that's what that's what we were playing. And as such, uh, because it is kind of like tonally pretty different from stuff we've done in the past, I wanted to give just a sort of general content warning uh, that it is, you know, a modern day crime drama. There is, uh, you know, a bit more hard-nosed shit than usual uh, vis-a-vis, you know, gun shootouts and booze and... Uh, stuff like that. So this that that may or may not be your your cup of tea. But since it's not really like stuff we've done in the past, I wanted to give everybody a heads up. Um, but for for all of you, thank you so much for your support, and uh, I hope you uh, I hope you enjoy the episode for what we're tentatively calling the Adventure Zone Mercer. Welcome to New York City, circa 2006. The days of the flip phone are roaring and fiery. From Queens to Brooklyn to all across Manhattan, it is a bustling time in the northeast of the United States. Well, bustling on the surface, for beneath that surface, there are a series of power struggles that are, let's just say, intrinsic with the history of this city. Various crime families that continuously and perpetually struggle for power, control, monetary gain, and cultivating a cultural experience. I want to ask you guys, first off, what do you name your group? What, what is the, the title of this goon squad? Do goon squads usually get fun, yeah. fun names? They don't usually, but in this world they do. Because let's go the for fantastical it. fantabulous four. What do you think? Mm, that's fun. That's, uh, is Sprite taken? Sprite, Sprite has been taken. Okay. Okay. Well, does, by the soda. Actually, by the soda. Matt, Matt, does Sprite exist in this this alt universe? In this alt universe, Sprite does indeed exist. Unfortunately. Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately. Fago, however, never took part. Cosa Nostradamus. Mm. What is that? Well, you had the Cosa Nostra, which was uh, organized crime Ooh. back in the day. The, you named your rocket ship the Star Blaster. So like, if th- that feels a little too like actually <laughs> like uh, like you tried to think of it ahead of time. That also seems kind of like, uh, like a trivia team name, but for Mafia. <laughs> Trivia team. We should be a trivia team. Bad bad apples. Bad, bad apples. apples. Yeah, I kind of like the bad apples. Ooh, what good. about what about the big bad apples? The big bad apples. That's that's powerful. I love yeah. it. That's powerful. Big Let's bad apples. It. Big bad apples. It is. All right. The four of you have been working for quite some time for what's known as the Ice Madam, otherwise Amara Romano. She's this. Extremely well-respected and rightfully so feared Italian 
Mafia Don within her own Romano family. She's a hard ass with a heart of gold and deals namely through things like cocaine, weapons, and counterfeit Pokemon cards. You know, the real important ways to make money in society. Um, for the past 10 to 15 or so years, you've each established yourselves independently as powerhouses within the Romano Mafia family. And together, over time, you've come to prove yourselves as the big bad apples. The prized goon squad, the boogeymen of the Romano Mafia. We should have been the boogeymen. Damned. (laughs) (laughs) Too late. But on this fine Saturday evening, what was thought to be a night in which you were allowed to do what you wished, where you were scattered amongst the city to tackle your respective business, to relax, catch up on, uh, let's say, The Wire season four, I guess, in this uh, time period. (laughs) Very important cultural touchstone for all of us. Um, you all received a series of texts requesting you to come to the Felici Mozzarella Bar down on the Lower East Side to meet up with Amara, because apparently she has a job for you. As the four of you slowly begin to arrive, kind of pushing through the light rain as the storm passes overhead, you push through the front of the Mozzarella Bar, bustling with music and energy and families complaining about the long wait for the service and food to arrive. You make your way towards the back storeroom, pushing past the various employees, going up the long flight of stairs to the familiar door that leads to the office, one of many, of Amaro Romano. Entering the chamber one by one, you see the low-lit desk in the far corner, and there, kind of hunched forward, reading what looks to be a copy of Of Mice and Men. She's a well-read mafia don. You see the hunched but very warm smile of Amara as she turns and goes, I thank you all so much for coming on such short notice. Uh, please, please, sit down. And if you guys would like to uh, go ahead and describe yourselves as you do, we'll begin with Griffin, if you don't mind. Uh, sure. Uh, I mean, I immediately say, what's up? Because it, it, I don't know if that commercial came out in 2006, but we're certainly closer uh, <laughs> than we are My wife. Uh, I do a lot of my wife. I do a lot of clear eyes, full hearts can't lose. I'm pretty sure that was finally on the air. Um, I am playing Ronnie the Rat. She is, uh, well, we're all humans. So um, she is uh, a a ranger. She's I've sort of envisioned her as being a sort of nasty, rowdy um, person, a, a sort of uh, street-wise, sewer-wise uh, assassin for hire who has been working for this family for a long time. Uh, not afraid to get her hands messy, whether that means, uh, you know, traipsing through the actual sewers or uh, hurting hurting people and making them, hurt, making them hurt for money. Perfect. As you sit down, Ronnie, he watches Amara, spins in her chair towards you and goes, oh, I appreciate your uh, overt cultural references, uh, but... Uh, go ahead and relax for a moment. Oh, oh, look, over there, we have Landon's made his way in from the town. Uh, Travis, if you don't mind. Uh, yes, Landon, um, first, it should be noted, stopped at the bar on the way past, uh, got a glass of very expensive wine on Amara's tab, uh, as he is like to do. Um, he is a former um, uh, mixed martial martial artist uh, and uh, stuntman. There was a time where he was quite renowned for his stunt work, uh, but you know he fell in with that Hollywood lifestyle, 
uh, and now has made his way to New York. Uh, he's a bit of a, a party monster, which I also think is a fair co- cultural reference to 2006, maybe. I can't remember <laughs> when that movie came out. People but, referencing party monster a bunch? Yeah, party mo- he's a party monster. Uh, and, you know, he, he likes the drink a lot, uh, which has uh, contributed to his uh, drunken master uh, monk uh, style. Um, uh, he, he at one time would be described as being fairly dapper dressed, but now, uh, you know, his suit's fairly well worn, his fedora is well worn, uh, and the, the last vestige of his rich, fancy lifestyle was, is his, uh, very fancy watch. Perfect. I should have mentioned one of the pieces of armor you offered us uh, in this modern setting was a paintball vest. And that's like my whole aesthetic uh, of uh, <laughs> Ronnie the Rat Sewer Warrior is, uh, is, is armor of that sort that you should not be wearing in this exact sort of business setting. But right. Like a really shitty Casey got. Jones. It's all she's got. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming, Landon. And... Uh, Oh, it looks like uh, Frechette has made her way in. Hello, Frechette. Thank you so much for coming. Justin, if you don't mind. Frechette St. Clair used to be a nightclub singer, and she was brought into the life by her husband, Sandy St. Clair, who was uh, gunned down under mysterious circumstances, which was ironically not particularly mysterious for this world. It's just everybody kind of gets gunned down in mysterious <laughs> circumstances, I bet. <laughs> Seems like a pretty common way to die, actually. Um, and um, she, ever since that happened, she is uh, she has been uh, basically a, a wreck who uh, is only focused on uh, vengeance and uh, protecting... Uh, people who have you know from from becoming victimized that's a big thing for her like she's never going to be a victim again she's never going to be vulnerable again she is a barbarian and she is uh brutal i imagine her kind of like brenda fricker in home alone 2 if she carried a hatchet <laughs> so um, brenda fricker in home so alone basically two, brenda fricker in home yeah. alone 2 right all right now the three of us oh oh uh, that's right you uh you brought her on nicely, nicely. Thanks for joining us, nicely, nicely. Thanks, nice to be here. Oh, it's yeah. wonderful. Hmm. How you guys, everybody doing? You're looking great. Yeah, <laughs> for those of you who do not know me, my name is Nicely Nicely Runyon, and uh, I'm I'm a would-be uh, writer. I'm gonna. I have dreamed my whole life of writing the sequel to Guys and Dolls because. I got involved in this business to do research, and I'm going to do the sequel. I haven't decided if it's going to be Guys and Dolls Part Due or Guys and Dolls Electric Boogaloo, but it's going to be one of those. And so I got involved in the business because I wanted to research it, you know, because I assumed it was all, you know, like Damon Runyon's stories, you know, the, the heart of gold gangsters. It's not, it's not really like that so much. But, hey, I'm here. I'm, don't pay any attention. Don't don't act different. Just act your normal selves. I'm an observer. Hey, uh, let me hit you with this. Guys and dolls and cyborgs. Let me write that down. Guys and dolls and swamp thing. Guys and dolls and cyborgs. This is easy. And swamp things. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll we'll uh, we'll work on this. We'll we'll think this out. We'll, we'll brainstorm. 
brainstorm. Yeah, do do that on your own time if you don't mind. But uh, oh yes, sure, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She points forward towards the group, the four of you. She goes. I have heard mutterings as of late that the Sobolev family have received some sort of major shipment from overseas. They uh, apparently put all their muscle into guarding its arrival about two days ago. Now, whatever this package is, I want to know what it is. I keep hearing Vadim has been into some weird shit lately, and I hate surprises. So, uh, our little birds tell us they've already moved it twice, and it now sits within the basement of the American Museum of Natural History on 79th waiting its next move. I want you, the big bad apples, to infiltrate the museum, grab that contraband, and return it to me. Uh, yeah, just quick, quick question. Can we do questions? If questions are part of a conversation, yes, go ahead. Yeah, is, is there any chance we can do it during the day? Because um, if we do do it at night, all the stuff in the museum is going to come alive. And it's gonna, it is going to try. Like, the, they have a dinosaur or something. Like, the dinosaur comes alive. And, um, you know, the Teddy Roosevelt or whatever come out of the painting and tries to shoot us with this. You know, gun. I fought Ronnie? a dinosaur once. Oh, <laughs> it was in a movie, of course. It was a, a big puppet. Fought that dinosaur. I beat it. Did you know that? Did you see that one? Dinosaur Fighters 4? Yeah, Ugh. I saw this. Of course I did. It's the finest work. I'll tell you what, Ronnie. If any of them dinosaurs or any of them paintings come to life, I'll outfit you with enough weapons that it won't be a problem. Hmm? Oh, okay. Well, I just, uh, I'm not sure what my usual fee is these days, but if it involves slaying a dinosaur, I'm going to need to ask for maybe a little bit of extra per diem for just that. Just go ahead and add it to the invoice when the job is complete then. Absolutely. And we are going Guys through a pay and program. Dolls and dinosaur. That's great too. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Nicely, nicely. I need at least a five percent in the back end if that ever goes into production. Oh yeah. Oh absolutely. <laughs> you you got it. All right. All right. So just as a heads up, I don't want you wasting any innocence. Sobolev goons are on the menu though. Just be clean and without witnesses if you get your hands red. You hear me? Yeah, right. What if any of the goons, as you say, are innocents? Oh, <laughs> there ain't nobody in the Sobolev gang that's innocent, friend. Ah. Well, it's a matter it's a matter of perspective, right? They'd probably say the same thing about us. I, you're not wrong necessarily, but you, you have to at least, to, to, to work in this business and be successful, you have to draw a very strong delineation between, you know, personal responsibility and those that you perceive as, a, as some sort of an antagonist to the work you're trying to achieve, am I right? Sure, just maybe where there's more that brings us together than divides us, is all I'm just, it's, I guess is all I'm saying. Look, look, I, I don't want to get caught up in the rigmarole. If you think one of the Soblebs is innocent, then maybe just hobble a knee or something, Okay. Will do. Good. Weapons are on the table. Get to it now before it moves to another stash house. If it's not there by the time you get there, that's on you, all right? Okay. All right. Thanks, Mom. Ronnie, you've always been my favorite. Don't let me down. What? I'm sitting right here. Did you mean to say that out loud? No, but I don't mean to say a lot of things out loud. I... So Landon picks up a blackjack off the table. Uh, it's his favorite, close range, uh, flexible, much like himself. <laughs> Perfect. I pick up a. I, I think I just had a Bowie knife on me. I don't think I'd give that up. Uh, and my my favorite um, were rat hunting rifle. Uh, 
that is those are my armaments. Perfect. Nicely takes an automatic pistol. All Jesus. right. Whew. You can get some work done. Uh, Frechette got a hatchet and a shotgun. You got it. You guys are escorted outside of Amara's office and back into the mildly rainy streets of the New York evening. Your goal? To make your way to the American History of Natural... American Museum of Natural History, even. By the time you arrive, after, I assume... Now, Matt, you're probably not used to this, but we're not live, so we can edit whatever you want. You usually get the live stream. <laughs> whoopsie, or an uh-oh is what we call them. That's yeah. such, a, such a foreign idea to me. I know. It, you'll embrace the power, Matt. Drink it in. You can say whatever the fuck. It's like being able to control time. That's true. Oh, my goodness. So... Whether it be by taxi, by foot, by bicycle, by motor scooter, however you prefer, eventually you find yourselves to the exterior. Pedicab. Oh, pedicab, there you go. Of the American Museum of Natural History. Now, it's been closed for a few hours now, and you can already see a handful of security guards patrolling the exterior. How would you like to proceed? I, I know a way in that you all probably will not be accustomed to, uh, that I am extremely accustomed to. It's the These sewers, are, isn't it? Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's just a jaunt through the sewers. You don't have to, like, get in the water part of it if you don't necessarily want to. That's um, the best part. I mean, yeah, it's, it's the most fun part to surf on. I do it like a teenage turtle, but uh, I, uh, I, I think we can get there without your shoes getting too uh, scuffed up, but we may end up climbing out of a, you know, a john or something somewhere. Now, Ronnie, I have told you once, I've told you a hundred times, I do not get this finery into that sewer. And he indicates his own dress, of course. Uh, and instead, he's going to uh, wander over, quite drunkenly seeming, and mm -hmm. maybe, really, <laughs> um, waiting for a guard to be isolated uh, during the rounds, one-on-one. -on -one. Okay, uh, keeping an eye out for a few minutes as you kind of hobble your way over, kind of rocking from side to side. You see one uh, elderly man in his uh, probably like late 70s, early 80s with the, the classic security guard cap on and he's got his heavy rain jacket and he's got a little little uh, walkie-talkie in one hand and he looks like he's just kind of walking around before he spots you. You guys make eye contact and he gives you a little little nod while he tugs on the tip of his cap. Uh, and Landon is going to pull out a cigarette on a Zippo uh, and say, excuse me, good man, could you, which way towards Central Park? Maybe you've heard of it. And then he's going to fumble and drop the lighter. Right. <laughs> oh, no, not to worry. It's uh, surprisingly very close. Like, you can literally see it from where we're standing. We're against any points to the left and right. <laughs> the uh, museum is right on the cusp of Central Park. Um, so you just walk around either side. It's just very easy. <laughs> oh, that, that's Central Park. Yes. The big the, one. All the trees. There's not a uh, lot but of But where's all the right? couches and the coffee cups, uh, and the friends? Yeah, uh, well, that was a television show. Um. Oh, hey, hey, Landon. Hey, sorry. Sorry to interrupt your conversation. You dropped your lighter. Here it is. I got it for you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Thank you. And yeah, Landon you gotta be, fumbles you gotta be and drops it again. Oh, yeah, and wait. if you're wanting coffee, I'll go get you some coffee. What do you want? You want it? You want it black? You want it with cream, sugar? Uh, I, uh, yes. There's a there's a snack bar right inside the museum, ain't there? Oh, terribly sorry, but the museum is currently closed. 
Excuse me, my good old man. Could you hand me that lighter I seem to have dropped? I just, I'm all thumbs. Oh, yes, of course. I'm happy to help today's youth with their inability to retrieve their own fallen objects. Allow me to, so to embrace the serious issue I have with my joints and vertebrae. We found their weakness. Uh, and when he bends down to get it, Landon is going to attempt to blackjack him unconscious. Okay. <laughs> when I see Landon reach for his blackjack, I point to his old skull and I go, mm, "No, what? I'm not no. gonna hit the skull. I'm gonna hit the neck. It's cool. All right, okay, because that's much less fragile. Go ahead and roll an attack roll for me, Travis. Might as well roll initiative. This dude's about to flip his shit. <laughs> Nat twenty. Oh my really? god, no. you fucking maniac! You mad you lad! Just, you just killed Dick Van Dyke! <laughs> no, I think doesn't that give me seen at Christmas this year, kids? I'm sorry. That gives me the control I desire to simply fucking assassinated while doing a good deed for No, I rolled so good it allows me to be non-lethal. That's what I think. It does. What you do here <laughs> is this this tiny little voice go, oh, that's a nice lighter. <laughs> And his entire body just goes limp like a sack of plastic bones. Um, the rain is now gathering and pulling around him. There's no movement. <laughs> and he drowns. No, <laughs> no Landon is going to set him up against a wall. Uh, and Landon takes out one of his mini flasks, <laughs> slams it, and then puts the empty flask in the, wipes off the prince, puts the empty flask in the old man's hand so it looks like he's passed out drunk. You got it. This right. is now this be, is now he'll be uh, he'll have a, a major contusion and be unemployed <laughs> for drinking. We are so a crime. We're the big bad apples, Justin. That's right. That's fair. Yeah. I take point. the flask and I leave a note that says he was attacked and <laughs> it wasn't his fault. Let him sleep this off. This is the best sleep he's ever gonna get. And Perfect. Then we'll go. I wipe the prince off the note. Okay, you got it. Just very, very can nice we just note. assume Prince wiping from this point forward? <laughs> no, because that's how it's like Simon says. That's how Matt gets you. Okay. Yeah, it's true. You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> so after after folding this extremely conscientiously written letter uh, with an uh, elaborate description of the various things that he did not do, did not traverse or break any elements of morality to put his job in any sort of jeopardy. Um, you do find while you're placing the uh, the note on him a set of keys, and you're not too far from one of the entrances to the museum. See, it pays to be nice, doesn't it? Because I found these keys on his dead old body. He's not dead. Uh, can I roll a perception check to see if we can like manage to uh, if 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 we can use these keys without getting busted, or uh, do is it, is it pretty clear that we can't just walk into the entrance with even if we have means of access? Right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and roll a perception check for me. Uh, it's 18 plus 5, 23. Great, yeah. Uh, glancing about, the main entrances do appear to be, uh, first off, relatively washed, even though they are closed entirely. Um, you do see what looks to be probably a research back entrance that's around to the left side of the museum. Uh, you're, okay. not, you're not certain at this distance how tight the security is, but at the very least, it's, it's a, lot, a lot less of an attention-grabbing entrance. Okay, I gesture in that direction. Towards yeah. everyone else. Sounds good. Let's do it. Sneaking. All right. You guys hustle over without checking whether or not the old man is breathing. Uh, he's breathing, man. He's fine. God. He's fine. He's, he's just fine. unconscious and sleeping. Dream, dreaming about his pension that hopefully <laughs> won't lose over this. Um, you make your way to the side door. 
it's relatively simple. You pull out the key, and with a short jiggle within the lock, it <coughs> opens ever so slightly. I want to take a, no, I was going to say I'll take a peek inside, but I'm not sure I'm the best person to be taking, assessing scenarios. Um, I can. Yeah, I can, I can keep the perception train a rolling. Uh, that is an 11 plus 5, 16. 16, yeah. Okay, as you enter the hallway, um, it's a very plain hallway. It looks like it's definitely more of a, an employee entrance. Um, you make your way past a couple of small research chambers, like a glass window in the side where you could see elements of, of animal or dinosaur bones are being cleaned and studied. And as you kind of walk past, you look and you can see there is a set of uh, cameras at the end of the hallway that are not pointed directly at you, but will your path will cross underneath. Okay. There's cameras up on the wall that are going to see us if we continue walking. How's this ASMR treating everybody? (laughs) 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 No obvious blind spots? Not from where you're standing, no. These, These cameras are placed pretty intentionally to prevent as many blind spots as possible. That would be a good... That's how I would do it. Yeah. <laughs> if I was a camera <laughs> putter-upper, for sure. <laughs> for sure. I'd Could I that. suggest one of us go back and take the clothes off the old guard? <laughs> you perv. To be a guard? Yeah, that's fine. Like take it in the his last of his dignity, that's, man. Fuck that's it. great, dude. Absolutely. That's cool. Let's say, hey, let's start. Let's pull out one of his teeth as a trophy, <laughs> a grim trophy of our let's dark put, teeth. Let's put Joker makeup on him. <laughs> Um, so people think it's one of those kinds of things. I would like to do an investigation check looking for like a janitor's closet or any kind of supply closet before we get to that. Go for uh, it. Go ahead and make a roll. Nope. That's a nat one, Matt. So, okay. so far, just in case anyone was wondering, nat 20, nat one. <laughs> All right. So as you're kind of looking around the area, you check a couple doors and then one door on the side that you're like, oh, this has got to be a janitor's closet. It comes and squeaks open and you step inside and right into the eye line of what looks to be an employee, one of the various paleontologists who's there with gloves on in the process of brushing away the edge of dirt from a large, looks like a hip bone of some sort of a, uh, like a plesiosaur. Mm-hmm. But it just kind of looks right up at you. Um, can I help you? Has yes. he made all of us or just Landon? Just Landon. Okay. Yes, my good man. I'm Teddy Roosevelt the Fourth, <laughs> And I was just doing an inspection of great-great-grandpappy's museum. Go ahead and make a deception check for me. Okay. <laughs> sure. Is there something beneath deception? <laughs> This seems like it would require something akin to hypnosis. Uh, I got an 11 plus 4, 15. Okay. Uh, the employee looks up from the, the heavy kind of goggles that are placed over the face, kind of pulls them up into the forehead, squints towards you. Oh, oh, you're related to Teddy Roosevelt, you said? Yes. Say bully. Say bully a whole bunch. Bully, bully, bully. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> wow. Oh, it makes so much sense now. My apologies. Um, no well, problem, I, Michael. We've kept the lineage pretty quiet. You know, paparazzo and whatnot. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, don't let me bother you. Continue your search. Uh, if you need any help, let me know. My name is Gerald. Uh, this is my, my studio. And uh, 
What are you uh, working on, Gerald? Oh, th- this actually is a a, a, a plesiosaur hip bone. Uh, it was recovered in the uh, the deserts of Utah about two weeks beforehand. It's a really fascinating creature, and it's really wonderful to think of. But it just goes on. That is fascinating, Gerald. Yes, paleontology is very cool, and kids should get very interested in science. Oh, entirely. It's unfortunately the uh, the child science uh, exhibit here is largely underfunded, but we're trying to. Oh. I shall fix that, Gerald. I'll talk to my family, the Roosevelts. <laughs> Farewell, Gerald. Live in good health, bully. You, you as well, bully. Just bully. close the door if you don't mind. Of course. And listen, when guys and dolls and dinosaurs, I close that door. I'll give you five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, no, uh, no closet, but uh, you definitely avoided alerting one of the employees. So congratulations. I mean, I could shoot a camera, but that seems like a bad start to the hide. That for sure. Yeah. Don't you have a flock of birds that you can release into the camera? No, I'm not literally Brenda Fricker from Home Alone too. <laughs> I have uh, what? Step of the wind. Well, do With we have? The- let's talk about that. Because we didn't really set that up. We don't have what you would call traditional magic abilities. Correct. Um, yeah. I mean, for instance, uh, Nicely Nicely has no spells. Um, and uh, we'll see if Ronnie has some variations, some carefully chosen uh, magical abilities, but more just tailored them to what makes most sense as you utilize right. them. I have a spell called Speak with Animals, which is adapted for our setting. I'm pretty sure I can speak to animals. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I'm just trying... Do we have something we could throw and see if we can knock the camera not pointed our way? I got a hat on. Okay. I got a straw hat, a boater. I can toss it up there. Yeah. Yeah. We've had, we've had worse ideas. <laughs> no, not really. So nicely. Yeah, so. You, you're going yeah. to go ahead and throw your hat towards the uh, camera? Yeah. All right. Go ahead and make a dexterity check for me. This is. Yeah. This is it worth the roll for odd job? <laughs> <laughs> that is a 16 plus one. Beautiful. 17. Almost like it had been rehearsed. Over and over again, you watch as nicely, nicely, with a flourish, kind of spins the arms. Doesn't just, doesn't just throw it, but lets it roll across yeah. the forearm to the hand and then chucks it. Kind of do, do it in a, like a musical theater vein, you know. Yeah. Here we are, we beat up a dude, and now we're going to Crover the camera. Crover. Crover. <laughs> okay. Crover, Crover so the camera. Th- does it work successfully? It not only works successfully, you swear you hear a little... Ding, as it lands perfectly over the camera. Okay. Well, that's bad. We and now we should, it to make now we should move before yeah. someone comes to find out why that happened. Okay, and now, hey, nicely, nicely, we can't go leave in evidence. So recall your hat. Oh. Conjure it back. <laughs> Do I have that? No, you know, actually, I was so sick of that. Do you know how uncool a straw boater is in 2006? Yeah, but how are we going to wipe the prints? I, he didn't wipe the prints off the hat. Security guard's going to come down here and say a hat on a camera. That's not an accident. That's not an act of God. Okay, well, let's go. We'll just blame it on the unconscious security guard. Okay. They'll blame it on Teddy Roosevelt the fourth. Let's move. All right, so pushing past the camera, hat now left behind but done its job. You make your way into the main central dinosaur exhibit chamber of 
the museum. You know that not too far from this exhibit is the actual entrance to the basement where most of the storage for things that are either waiting to be put into exhibit or are currently being packed up to be shipped off to other museums uh, lie. You do see there are two guards that occasionally walk through here. If you want to try and pace your time to make it through, you guys can go ahead and make a group stealth check for me if you don't mind. That means we all roll and take the lowest result. Is that how that works? It means you all roll and then we're going to average the successes versus failures and see if you guys uh, succeed as a group or not. I mean, I'm pretty sneaky, so I'm down with that plan. Yes, I I got a 12 total. Okay. Uh, I rolled a three. <laughs> okay. Perfect. I got a dirty a dirty 20. Nice. I rolled a 19, but I have disadvantage on stealth. Uh, so that's a 15 plus three, so 18. Why do you All have right. disadvantage on stealth? Because of the b- b- uh, bulletproof vest. Oh, okay. Perfect. Oh, does that mean that uh, Landon has oh, disadvantage right. on stealth as well? I, I The 12 is my lower number. The okay. other one's 16. Cool. So that that's overall, that that's a higher average. So as you guys wait for the right pacing, you cartoon tiptoe your way across the central chamber, looking up and worried that at any given point in time, one of these dinosaur skeletons is going to come to life and attack you like in the movies. Does it? It does not. Okay. Uh, yeah. How about little tiny Romans? Are there little tiny Romans that... Make, make a perception that's, check. That's oh, fucking funny. They are tiny. I love that uh, nicely, nicely stepped in a bucket, but the rest of us were so sneaky that the guards didn't care. <laughs> well, I think one of them stopped. plus five, a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Uh, you swear you see tiny Romans across the chamber, but they're too far to confirm. You're a little yeah. worried. <laughs> I'm glad um, you used your 20 on that, Dad. Yeah. It's the important rules that count. And yeah, as as the as Nicely <laughs> steps into the bucket and the guards suddenly turn their head, you all grab and pull him into the skeleton. And for a brief moment, you're all kind of hiding amongst the legs of a large brontosaurus. The guard kind of comes by with a flashlight, looks around, sees the bucket there, looks confused, and goes back to his post. You all breathe a sigh of relief and make your way the rest of the way across the chamber towards the stairway that leads below. I, I wipe the footprint off the bucket. Good nice call. Try. Good call. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I leave my shoe in the bucket. Yeah, this you're going to be nude by the end of this heist. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my private goals. All right, so heading towards the doors that lead below, you step down, down, down into a non-lit basement area. Um, do any of you guys have a flashlight or any sort of light source? I have a headlamp for sewer surfing. Perfect. Got it. All right. So with Ronnie headlamp on kind of leading the charge, you head down into this thin hallway, pushing forward. You come to a set of double doors that themselves are also locked. It seems any ideas. Mm. Oh, we have a ring of keys. Do any of the keys work? Um, go ahead and make a um, slight of hand check for me. If you don't mind, Ronnie. Oh, that's not going to... Well, six plus seven, 13. 13's not bad, okay. So uh, as you're all trying to be as quiet as possible, this this key ring has a lot of keys on it, and having to go from like key to key, it's starting to make some noise, so you carefully kind of cradle the bottom of the key ring, and after about the seventh or eighth one, and not making too much noise, it clicks and the door is now open. You guys make your way into the next chamber, and there is a soft light in the distance. Immediately the smell of must and... Uh, just old, 
old artifacts begin to fill your nose. You can you can smell that kind of mummy stink. Yeah, yeah you just say it. It ex- sounds like mummies. It sounds like ex- mummies in here. <laughs> Exaggerated grandma house, if you will. Yeah, um, grandmummies. <laughs> yep, grand. <laughs> perfect. Um, you can see the tops of various crates and boxes of different sizes with bits of cloth and canvas placed over them. You can see some large paintings that are currently wrapped up with rope. Um, and in the deeper part of this chamber where that light source is coming from, you can see what looks to be two figures um, sitting around a crate. They're both are eating they, a Are they sandwiches. facing us? Or is there back to us? What are we looking at? They're facing each other adjacent to you. They're not looking at you, but they're not looking away from you. They're parallel to kind of where you're standing. And they're sitting on the crate. They're sitting right next to a large crate between them. They have uh, what looks to be um, like an electric camping lantern set. Are they moving? Are these people? I mean, they're they're people. They're they're, they're not moving. They're just, it looks like one of them is eating a sandwich. The other looks like they're finishing up a sandwich. But they're not statues, I think. They're not statues. I was trying to say, you know, museums. Of course. Can't be too sure. Of course. Um, Can we, I would like to do a perception check to see if we could identify them as goons. Sure. Go and make a perception check. Yes, I'd like that. Uh, 11 plus three, 14. Okay. So you listen in closely and you see one of them after finishing the bites of a sandwich looks up at the other and goes, and the other one goes, Hey asshole, I don't speak Russian. The first one goes, well then get some culture, bro. Jesus. Um, and as soon as you get a closer look, as you kind of slowly make your way slightly closer just to just to clarify your eyes and the, the meager bit of light that finds you. And they're about 25 feet away and many crates and boxes between you. Um, they look to be like they should probably shop at the same goon store you guys shop at. Ah, TJ Maxx. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let, let's let Frechette take the lead on this. Yeah, thank fuck. <laughs> just have a final be of some use, huh? <laughs> I'm going to bury the hatchet in the head of the one speaking Russian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go ahead and go ahead and roll an attack roll with that. I've been bored out of my fucking mind. In the future, let's not let Frechette take the lead on it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, 10 plus uh, 3. 13. That hits. Go ahead and roll damage for the hatchet. <laughs> uh, 5 plus 3, 8. And I'm, you know, I'm just getting started. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, that bonus attack. <laughs> just take that second attack on him real quick. Okay. <laughs> do you have to roll it again? You do, yes. yes. Are you attacking the same hatchet to me? Yeah, I'm not a big melee guy. 17 plus 3 is 20. That definitely and hits. the damage is, I should hope, 4 plus uh, 3, 7. Got it. All right, so... As the uh, the Russian fellow is finishing his sandwich and you know kind of sit, sits for a second and thinks to himself like as a thought, it kind of makes him smile for a minute like just a warm memory. <laughs> the hatchet is now just embedded about three inches into his forehead and he slowly looks over towards the other goon who looks up and makes eye contact and just goes, ah! and right as they all start screaming at each other with this large axe just protruding from the front of the head. He watches Frechette just rushes up and finishes him with one swift blow. Poof, goes oh. down. Frechette now breathing heavy. I need everybody to roll initiative. Okay. That, I don't know that I've ever uh, seen things pop off. Yeah. Uh, like I, yeah, oh, I have 19 total. 
I got a I got a nat twenty on that, which is oh, nice great. Job. Yeah, great to use that on initiative. Uh, so that's twenty four total. Got it. I um, rolled a one, which means I'm out of the game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you add your initiative modifier, Dad? Oh, my initiative modifier plus one, two. There you go. That's better. I'm back in the game. Nineteen for hoops. Oof. All righty. So we have. What's your dex modifier, Jamian? Uh, plus three. Ah, I'm plus four. Got it. Alrighty. Great. We just we tied for nineteen, so sure. I gotcha. So out of the gate, as soon as that scream from both sides suddenly becomes a scream from only one side, as Rochette rushes in and just destroys the Russian goon to the right, turns and glares at the other remaining individual. He starts standing up. You can see his kind of receding hairline and short red hair. Sweat begins to suddenly drip down the brow as his eyes go wild. He reaches back into his pocket, but is not too quick, Ronnie. You're up first. <laughs> All right, I, Ronnie is slightly uh, no. I mean, we set up that Ronnie does wet work, so this is about as wet as work gets. Me, Griffin, am uncomfortable with uh, this <laughs> level of instant murder. Uh, I f- I feel like we could use some more information in this situation, so uh, I yell out, "Hey, hold it! Keep your hands where we can see them, or else you're gonna get messed up by." Us, the big bad apples. Maybe you heard of us? <laughs> Perfect. Go ahead and make an intimidation check for me. I rolled a nat 20, but I have a minus one. In it. I just rolled two nat 20s in a row. That's insane. <laughs> but I have, a minus, I have a minus one in intimidation, so it's actually a 19. No worries. All right, the other goon looking right towards you, Ronnie, and seeing the kind of fair bit of blood splatter that's scattered across the front of Frechette's frame. Just... Ah, job, job. Ah. <laughs> Kind of, you see his hand was going towards what looked to be a holster hidden within his coat, just kind of puts his hands up instead. Hey, hey, look, I I, I don't know who the fuck you are, but, like, please, don't... Uh... The Big Bad Apple, I just said it, with the Big Bad Apples. I right. literally just said it. You No, you did, you did, you're right. I haven't heard of you, but now I've heard about you, and this is really, um... This is, this is a lot to process right now. You you just ruined poor Letrov. Yeah, he's got, um... He's gonna feel that in the morning. Um... I... Look on the bright side. Now you don't have to learn Russian. I. <laughs> she is a real card, isn't she? Anyway, so what's in the what's in the box? What are y'all got in here? Uh, but, uh, I haven't what's actually looked at the box. <laughs> you guys seen that movie? Did that come out before two thousand six? It did, right? No one's sure. No, I I did see that movie. That's a good reference. Well, you guys are pretty funny for a couple of murders. Um, but. No, I don't actually know what's in the box. We're not supposed to look into it. The boss is supposed to be coming back here shortly, and uh, we're going to go ahead and move it in about 10, 15 minutes to its next location. But um, but we were specifically told not to look inside, so uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, as my action, I guess I toss him the crowbar I'm carrying, and I say, uh, why don't you uh, pop it open? Let's find out. What do you say? All right. Ronnie has definitely ended the combat with an intimidation check. Um, so as, as the, the goon takes the... The crowbar looks at you, looks back at Frechette, sees the uh, the other two little less intimidating figures standing behind you, gives a shrug. Oh, okay, uh, I guess it's better that than taking an axe to the head. <clears throat> Begins to press into the crate and <clears throat> the wood shatters. Good a object bit. work, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. Space work. It's what it's about. Yeah. Um, cracks the side of the wood a bit as it splinters, and the lid 
creeps open slightly. As it does, immediately, there is a warm golden glow, a light that seems to emanate from inside of this box that for a brief instant, as the lid kind of pops up and then back down once more loosely, uh, the room flashes with kind of a golden light. Now, are we to assume that this is Marcellus Wallace's soul, or is this yes. going to be explained to us yet a bit? That film did come out before 20, 2006, yes. so you can, uh, uh, yeah. you can so certainly make that assumption. Um, excuse me, young man, young goon. Um, would you describe yourself as innocent? Uh, I mean, I've done some pretty terrible things, but, uh, I mean, l- largely it's just because I didn't have a lot of opportunities getting out of school, you know, and I'm, I'm good at knocking heads and I'm, I'm good at keeping tabs on things, so, okay. uh. Great. And then, uh, so then Landon's oh. going to use stunning strike, uh, <laughs> to knock him unconscious. All right, go make an Wait. attack. Wait, 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 was your friend innocent? Ah, dang it, it's too late. Uh, attack is 10 plus 17. 10 so, sorry, 10 plus 7, 17. Yeah, that definitely hits. Uh, go yep. ahead and roll, um, roll non-lethal damage on your strike. Uh, 1d6 plus 4. Uh, 8 points of damage. 8 points of damage, and... Oh, he definitely fails a saving throw with a natural eight. So he is, he's, his entire body seizes. He kind of bends forward and vomits a little on the front of his pants. Um, nice. Yeah, he's he's not long for consciousness. Then Landon sets him up too <laughs> so that he's sitting nicely. Maybe jauntily with one leg crossed. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I mean, with, with that, as you place him in, and, and set him in his, in his current sitting position, uh, slips into unconsciousness. You could see almost a... A strangely calm smile come over him as he in- seems to appreciate the escape from his current situation. The way, the metric we use to mete out justice uh, so far is pretty inscrutable. Uh, yeah. it's, it, doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to have a lot of consistency. Well, to, listen, to Griffin, it. we're four individuals. We're all yeah. going to have different approaches to morality. You can't expect four people, no matter how long they work together, to all agree on what is right and what is wrong. Right, I guess, okay. Would you rather I killed that old man? Is that what you're saying, you bloodthirsty pervert? I just think I want a little bit of consistency, is all I'm saying. So okay, go I'll back. go chop that old man in the head. <laughs> Fine. I want everyone well, to no, know. no, it's my turn. Okay. Yeah. If anybody's going to shoot him, it should be nicely. Okay. Nicely takes off his jacket and ties him up with it. Okay. <laughs> and he, he wipes his prints off the jacket. It was houndstooth, so you probably couldn't see any fingerprints on it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and uh, Landon kind of elbows Ronnie and points at the box and says, like, yep, get, get in there. I fucking elbow Frechette. Yeah, uh, get in there. It's like, uh, is he, I feel like your body's going to be the only one that's going to be able to really channel all that all that uh, mummy power or whatever. Yeah, fine. I'll get the, oh yeah, I'll get in the box. Is that Just what I'm doing? I, you got, somebody's got to look. Yeah, I'm going to take a peek. Okay, you open it. See what we got cooking. You open it, and immediately that, that golden glow hits you, and it's it's warm, it's welcoming, it's almost overwhelming, and as your eyes focus within the inside of this crate, you can see upon this small platform, it seems, there is a box that contains a collection of strange, odd baubles and objects uh, what looks to be like a crooked stick. Um, another thing looks like a jeweled box. Um, but in the center of it, there is a singular glass orb about a foot and a half in diameter that is just filled with this beautiful, vibrant golden light. 
uh, as soon as Landon sees that Frechette doesn't like melt, like in Raiders, um, <laughs> then uh, Landon is looking in there as well. All right, it, it, it is entrancing. It's it's awe inspiring. There's there's an element of of looking upon something that either you shouldn't be, or at least very few have had the opportunity to. You don't understand it, but it's it's incredible. I feel like Frechette reaches for the sphere to just start methodically putting stuff into her sack. Yeah. Just to carry it out. Landon's very I mean, drawn to the jeweled chest as a man who covets the riches he once had. Okay. As you guys are like reaching into the crate, you hear a door from across the chamber from you open. And you hear what sounds like low Russian voices. How about if how about if we all climbed in the crate and shut it back up and hid in there with the stuff? It it will be a real good plan till they see the one guy who's dead. I in front of the crate. Take him with us. Now you're cooking. All right. <laughs> yeah. hey, I don't. I don't really want to get shipped off to Abu Dhabi like I'm in the uh, Garfield cartoon. You know. I'm all so. for this plan. I say let's do it. All right. We, we've wasted too much time talking. Let's just jump into the we crate all together crate. with the dead man. <laughs> okay. So you quickly, as the as the Russian conversation gets louder, you all grab the corpse of the hatchet faced gentleman. Pull him, yeah, the hatchet man. Pull him into the box with you and close it overhead. Now, um, Frechette, you said you've you've taken have you taken the orb itself and you've put it somewhere? Uh, I mean, I started to uh, you you tell me how far I made it, but I basically was like reaching, taking it out and putting it in. I assume everybody's got like a backpack or something. You probably have have Uh, a small sack. I'd say you you grabbed it right as you began to hear the voices happen. If you want to, you could put it into a satchel. Um, Yeah. Okay. So you go ahead and place it and the satchel is kind of hanging to your side. The the light source itself still it's so strong that even placed inside the satchel, your entire satchel is glowing um, like a very, very, very strong lamp that you've thrown a shirt over, if you will. Um, mm. so it gives a little bit of a, almost like a, a burning cinder light within the box as you all sit down inside and carefully keep quiet. Hey, let's do I think, do I feel like, do I feel like it's bright enough that it's going to give us away? Uh, no, no, you don't think so. Okay. All right. So as you all crouch down and stay quiet, you can hear the footsteps begin to get louder and louder outside of the crate. This is what we pay for. Are you serious? Look at this ridiculous man. Wake up. What are you sleeping on job? And he like hears a couple slap sounds. And then a, oh, there uh, was a second dude. Yeah, uh, uh, oh, I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> I hope they like the jacket. We forgot about the second dude. We miscounted the men. <laughs> we did it again. We beefed it once again, did we? All we had to do was count dudes and there was two of them. <laughs> there were two dudes. There was two dudes. So now, had... are there two more dudes? Yeah, we've I'm doubled trying... the dudes because we lost half the dudes. So there's three dudes outside. Hey, listen, as long as we're that. talking, are we going to talk about why it's glowing through the bag? That's cool, right? You now hear the uh, the a familiar voice go, "Oh, uh, hi, 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 Petrov. Um, I, I, you, you, you came early. No, I came when I told you I would. What?" What is happening here? Only one man. You look like a mess. It's like, yeah. See, things got a little crazy here, Petrov. Um, uh, don't be angry, <laughs> but um, we uh, we kind of got attacked. What do you mean attacked? Yeah, uh, these 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 goons showed up and they gave me a crowbar and and I opened the box. You opened the box. 
Yeah. Hey, Matt, can I ready an action? Yes, you can. <laughs> okay. I'd like to ready flurry of blows for when someone opens the box. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think we all have our fists pointed at the ceiling just waiting. Yeah, I'd like to ready uh, <laughs> hatchet power, which is a regular hatchet hit. You got it. So so as everyone else is readying, uh, Frechette slowly wedges the axe out of the head of the gentleman and prepares it. Yes. As you all there, you hear the this pause, and Petrov, apparently, this, this Russian figure goes, My father will be extremely unhappy with this news. I assume they made off with the contents of the box? Uh, I, I don't know. Things got a little, uh, things got a little blurry there for a second, but I got a nice jacket out of the deal. You're right, this is a very nice jacket. And you hear a gunshot. <gasps> Dad. The jacket. <laughs> please through the head, please through the head, please through the head. <laughs> I worked so hard to keep that dude alive. <laughs> a moment later, you hear a couple footsteps getting louder towards the box and some more kind of under the breath discussion. And the lid opens up as you see uh, one of the figures that enter the chamber look in down directly at you. Go ahead and take your actions. We'll start with Ronnie first. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I've got a, I got a Bowie knife. Uh, that's a five plus a. This is almost certainly not going to work. Five plus oh, plus seven, twelve. Twelve, almost. Um, as you reach forward with your Bowie knife and swing outward, the figure that was kind of holding the lid upward, the this Petrov figure, very wide, in the immediate glance you can see this kind of short bleached hair, these vibrant blue eyes, and a very, very nice thick power suit that you can already tell at a glance is uh, masquerading some sort of armor beneath it. Um, the He just kind of dodges his head to one side, the blade missing by an inch. Oh, um... That's a shame, but I do have bonus attack. You do? Uh, yeah, level five. I got, what is it? What's it called? Extra attack? Yes, extra attack. So Into. go I for just it. try and stab him again. Go for it. That's a critical one. So <laughs> I, that's this is getting embarrassing. I'm going to get back in the box now. <laughs> you, you swing once and it misses. You swing a second time and this, this person's hand reaches up and actually grabs your wrist, holding the blade about an inch from his face. You can see this intense look, this grin of interesting. If you had given me just a third stabbing, I'm sure it would have been the one. At this point, I just blind him with the glare off the blade. That's your best bet. (laughs) Which, nicely, nicely, what are you doing? Uh, I'm going to shoot him in the head. Jesus. Okay. Well, he's grabbed your arm. He's going to hurt you. That's, again, guys. No, no, that's right. It's noble. (laughs) Yeah. And it's net 20. No way. Damn. All right, go ahead and roll some damage on that. That is a five. Well, that's a six plus one. 12 total. 12 total. Got it. 12 total. So as soon as you watch as this this Petrov figure grabs the arm and the knife as Ronnie was swinging forward, you pull out your pistol and fire and you watch as his left ear is blown entirely off of his head. He rears back, reaches up and is now, his left hand is held over what is now the the, the bleeding hole on the side of his face. Um, Let's see, Landon, what are you doing? 
Uh, so I could, he's still within, let's say, punching range? Yes. Uh, I am going to flurry of blows his face. Alrighty. So that's one arm strike. That's, uh, nine plus seven, 16 total. 16 hits. So that's, uh, three plus four, seven damage. And then second attack, uh, that is seven plus seven, 14 total. 14 misses. Uh, um, and then I'm going to, uh, uh, can I use step of the wind to exit the box? Uh, yeah, if you want to do that. I I would like to. Great. So you get your two strikes and then you use your key point to leap out of the box and quickly kind of dart off into the nearby shattered corner on the outside of the chamber. Correct. Landon is out of sight. Frechette, what are you doing? Uh, I, I look at him grabbing his ear and I say, I agree. This seems a bit excessive. (laughs) And then I shoot him in the chest with a shotgun. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead and roll an attack. (laughs) That is a 19 plus, uh, three. So 22. That definitely hits. Go ahead and roll damage. That's 2d8 plus, uh, whatever your dex is. Oh, great. Now it's time for everybody's favorite D&D game. Which one's the eight? I got it. <laughs> I win this it's round. It's like two pyramids, butt to butt. Six plus six. That's 12. Or no, is it? I add them and then add six, right? So six plus three is nine plus six, 15. The flash of lights the chamber as you watch Petrov get thrown back about five feet, slamming into a crate behind as what looks like a, a, a rap statue falls to one side and shatters in the ground. Oh, uh, so when Amara said she wanted us to be clean if we killed anybody, that was just a figure speech, right? <laughs> I'll be clean by the time we leave. Eh? Everyone go ahead and roll initiative, please. Uh, 16. 20 for Frechette. Uh, I got a one plus four, five. I rolled a nat 20 plus one, so that's 21. Dang, this is Dad. a weird spread we've got going. Alrighty, so at the top of the round, uh, nicely, nicely, what you got going on? Who do we have left? You have, currently in your visual stance, you have the the, the hurt Petrov figure, and what looks to be another uh, lesser goon who is standing by and is now kind of just freaked out by what's transpired and is looking to go for some sort of a weapon or a sidearm. Uh, I, I, I think uh, nicely is going to... Uh, I think he's only got one go-to move in combat. I think he's going to... No, he's got a club. So he shoots him. He's going to shoot him with his gun. I mean, let's not overthink this. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Go. Just going to shoot him with his gun. All righty, Wolf from Tech. Uh, that is a 16. That hits. Uh, that's a 5 and a 4 plus 1, so that's 10. 10 points of damage. The wound or the, the, the bullet impacts in the chest. The armor absorbs most of it, but you can see the wind kind of briefly get knocked out of Petra from the, the, the gunshot itself. Just as I planned. Now he's distracted. <laughs> Is that the end of your turn? Uh, yeah, I think so. All righty. Frechette, you're up. Um... <clears throat> Now, what are spells? Do I have rage? Yeah, you you are angry. You can you can rage most definitely. Yeah, I feel like I'm pretty pissed off. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and go into rage. Alrighty. 
Uh, and then I'm going to stride over to Petrov to uh, mark them in a rage. Uh, stride over to Petrov to try to finish the job with my uh, beautiful hatchet. Go for it. Go ahead and roll for your attacks. <laughs> with my hatchet, son. That is a 16 plus uh, three. That's 19. 19. Five plus three. That's eight. Eight for the first strike. You arc down with the hatchet, carving into the front of Petrov's chest, still hitting mostly armor. Oh, plus another two because I'm in rage. That you are. So 10. 10. Yes. You got it. You have your second attack? 19. All right. Plus three, 22. And that damage is five. Got Wait, two plus three. Yeah, five. Five. You got it. So plus two for your rage, rage, right? Plus two, seven. Seven. Yes. There you go. So just a, a, a flurry of, of very angry hatchet downswings towards Petrov, who's trying desperately, still hand on one ear, to back out of the way, reaching into his own pocket for something, and takes two heavy hatchet strikes to the chest and shoulder. Um, does that finish your turn for Chet? Yeah, it does, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. Yes. It is now Petrov's turn. He's just no. a big sack of hit points, ain't he? <laughs> He's a pretty tough one. Petrov, now reacting, takes his hand away, looks at the blood, looks it up right into your face for Shet, and goes, you have no idea what you're getting involved with. Reaches back into his pocket and pulls out what looks to be a uh, like a small, multifaceted yellow gem. Holding it forward angrily in your direction, you watch as it begins to light and glow with a similar light as the orb in your pocket. Frechette. The air begins to suddenly smell of ozone and electrical fire as suddenly a fat bolt of electrical energy fires outward right into you, Frechette, and right into everybody who's in the box, which is everybody except for Landon, who dodged out of the way. Yep. So I, I need Hi, Ro- everybody. I'm in the corner. <laughs> need Ronnie. Uh, I need Nicely Nicely and Frechette to make dexterity saving throws, please. Uh, 18. Nice. Thank you. Success. Thank you. Plus seven decks saving throw. Uh, seven for Frechette. One plus one for Nicely. Oh. Ouch. Jesus. That is. Thir- it's either feast or famine in this yeah, game. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. 32 points of lightning damage to you. Nicely, nicely. Ha-cha-cha-cha. 32 points of lightning damage to you, Frechette. And that is 16 points of lightning damage to Ronnie. Wow. So you said 32 points? Correct. So Nicely's down to one point? So 32 to Frechette as well, did you say? Correct. Nicely. Oh, my God. Yeah, Nicely, Nicely. (laughs) It's at one hit point. Hey, fellas, I ain't feeling so good. Uh, as, As the bolt of energy fades for a second and the... The shock, the impact of this this electrical power fades for a moment. You can see Petrov is just running, running back from where he came from to the back end of the chamber, the other side. Which means that you, Frechette, you do get one attack of opportunity if you'd like, since you're right there. Aha! Absolutely. If I hatch it right for the ankle. Uh, see, that's 11 plus 3, 14. 14 misses, unfortunately. Is there so, any bonus yes. when you're in rage? No, I mean, no, there is no, yeah, not to attack. Not to, okay. not to attack, yeah. Uh, Petrov just reaches the extent 
of your range as your hatchet swings wide and hits nothing but air, almost lodging into the wood of a nearby crate. Uh, the other goon currently is going to pull out a shotgun and shoot for you, Frechette. Uh That is a 15 to hit. What's your armor? No. No. You go ahead and just dodge out of the way. <laughs> shotgun blast flashes in the chamber and goes wide. Um... He's going to go ahead and chase after Petrov as well. And they're both now kind of arcing around towards the back end of the chamber. That brings us to Ronnie. Uh, how far away are they from one another? Uh, they're both about 25 feet from each other. Okay. And okay. they're, about, they're uh, about 20 feet from you. Uh, is that gym still there or did it like explode when this uh, electrical blast happened? Uh, still holding the gem, or at least yeah, Petrov you saw, still clutching it in his hand as he ran off. I'm going to try and shoot it with my hunting rifle. And it's a hard shot, but I've done harder. Okay, go ahead and uh, make an attack roll at disadvantage. And I'll say because this is an aim shot, this is your full action. So as opposed to taking two attacks, this is a single action attack. Okay. Well, oh God, 16 plus 6, 22. So that would have been really cool if that was the only thing I had to roll. Uh, 12 plus 6, 18. That hits. All right, go ahead and roll damage on that strike. Like, I don't know what he just did with this thing, but I'm almost certain that hitting it with a bullet is going to be super bad for these gentlemen. (laughs) Uh, So that's 2d10 plus 4, 6, 10, 16 plus 4, 20. 20 points of damage. Woof. As you see Petrov running around the side, kind of into the darkness, and you're having to squint your eyes because the only light source you have around you right now is that electric lantern that was left by the crate and the glow of the orb that sits in Frechette's bag. As you see him running past, you take your singular shot. As it echoes through, you see a flash as Petrov's right hand explodes. Um... Uh, you're not sure where the fingers are, but you also see a moment later after he yells in pain, this strange bluish glow and then a charged burst of electrical energy that fries Petrov where he's standing. Instead of running, Petrov now skids to a halt and slumps to the ground. You can see a bit of smoke emanating from his body. I'm a, I'm a wizard, Harry. <laughs> can you see the jewel anywhere or is that destroyed? You have no idea. You saw the gunshot go off, the hand explode, this burst of energy, and then uh, Petrov go down. But he went down on the other side of the chamber, like along the perimeter wall. And so there's crates in between him and where you are. You'd have to go and inspect to find out. Okay. Uh, And Landon, your turn. Uh, Landon's going to go. Well, so there's still one goon a running. Yes. Uh, One goon a running. Yeah. uh, I'm going to... Uh, catch him and tackle him. So I'm going to dash. Can okay. I do that? Yeah, you can. As you can use your uh, step of the wind to to move and catch up to him very easily. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay, so bonus action and move action. Shh, you catch up right up to the guy. In case anyone's wondering, when Landon runs, it's pretty great. <laughs> Everyone agrees we, it's a fun we, thing to watch. Can we set up this 2006 <laughs> drunk? He does not engage his arms at all. <laughs> He's just drunk Naruto running. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so uh, I would like to, I guess, just like attack him, right? Well, are you trying to, to damage him or are you trying to knock him prone? I'm trying to knock him prone. Okay, so go ahead and make an athletics check, if you don't mind. 
Pretty good at that. Yeah, that's a 17 plus four, 21. Yeah, he rolled a two. So charging by, shotgun in hand, <laughs> suddenly you just basically Goku teleport behind him with the speed that you're running and he turns <gasps> and you shoulder shove him against the wall. <gasps> he stumbles and falls prone onto the ground, facing upward, trying to wrestle the shotgun in between you and him. Um, you still have one more attack if you'd like. Do you have some kind of disarming strike or I guess that was a Magnus thing. I don't know if that's. A yeah, no, I'm just going to punch him. I'm just going right. to punch him. I'm just going to unarm strike him. Go for it. Uh, 13 plus 7, 20. 20 hits. Go and roll damage. Uh, 8 total. 8 total. All righty. He is hurt, but still conscious. Um, can I interact with a an item as just a free action? Uh, depends on the interaction. What are you trying to do? Well, having seen that gem and the glowing and stuff, I kind of want to open the box that I took out of the crate. I'll allow it. Right, right, right now in this very specific moment, uh, I'll say the fact that he's on the ground prone, though he is wrestling a shotgun out, you can take a moment to go ahead and open the box if you'd like to. I just really want to see what's in this box. Hey, hey, guy, I'm actively fighting right now. You want to see what's in this box with me? <laughs> Hey, don't shoot me for one second, and we'll hold open up, the box up. together, don't, my friend. Don't <laughs> grab that gun to shoot me and end my life on Earth. Let's look in this box together like buddies. <laughs> well, I kicked him for a second, right? I distracted him. I'm going to look in the box. I've, okay. I've earned this. All right. So uh, you hear the guy in the ground, like, <clears throat> trying to kick himself away from you, kind of crab walking away, uh, shotgun in his hand. Fearful as you reach into your pocket and pulling out what he thinks to be probably some sort of a, a firearm. Instead, you pull out this beautiful jeweled box. You open it. And as you do, all of you, your vision goes white. There is a whoosh as the room is filled with an extremely intense wind of light and sparkles. Pink, purple, green. The entirety of this chamber is suddenly filled with this this magical essence, this energy you've never experienced in your life, this box containing and unleashing some sort of a, a, a doorway, uh, uh, releasing an entity, you have no idea, but all you know is suddenly the entire room around you is filled with light and color and warmth. And for a moment, visions begin to pierce into your mind vast world of beauty and terror, distant mountains and golden towers, leather-ringed beasts of myth wandering the skies, magic itself seems to hum in the air. You in particular, nicely, nicely, you feel a part of you is irrevocably changed by this, like a part of this magic is infused itself within you. All of you, completely overwhelmed by these visions, suddenly feel your arms go lax to your side, and as they fade, you're all now standing in the same room aware of each other, giving each other looks of what just happened. Looking on the ground, the goon in front of you, Landon, also eyes wide like he had just stared into the, the center of the sun. And he just goes, what, what the, what was that? Uh, we died. So yep. I think the, there must have been a bomb or something, room exploded, uh, building collapsed. That was obviously... You know, heaven, nirvana, whatever you want to 
whatever you want to call it. Um, so my I vote don't... is Salvia. That seemed like a Salvia trip to me. It's it is 2006. Salvia is kind of hot right now, I guess. <laughs> they haven't criminalized that yet, which is wild. Uh, yeah, you look into your box, Landon. Uh, it is now currently empty. Whatever was contained or there, whatever was was being held in that particular uh, container has been released. Uh, is the does it seem like this guy that Landon was up against is still sort of reaching for a weapon, or is he sort of stunned into being pacified a little bit? Uh, at this exact moment, he's as stunned as kind of the rest of you are. You don't know how long that's going to last. Sure. Are we still in initiative order? We are, and that brings us to nicely, nicely. Hmm. You're you're humming with energy. You're, there's something something has been irrevocably changed within you, and there's this kind of weird brimming excitement, like like perpetual butterflies in your stomach, and your fingers are are, are humming. Do I feel like singing a song? If you'd like to, you should use some Ugh. spells, Dad. I am. I'm a bard. Can't open a door like that for him. I'm sorry. How about song? I can't, could he cast Song of Rest right now to recover hit points? Uh, he could when you guys are not in combat. You could. Um, okay, then he shoots the guy on the floor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Dad, Mac. Yeah, the bat, big bad apples. Clint, he set he he set you up. He teed up the ball real nice for you. No, I like this. I like it too. No, I love you it. Would not instantly be like, I bet I can do some magic. You'd be like, I bet I'll do shooting magic. I love it. I'll just shoot it. All right, it. go ahead and roll on it. I, go ahead and roll. This is just cold blooded assassination fucking murder, Clint. <laughs> it's clean, though. Yeah. 14 plus. Please. What do I add to it? Please, miss. Uh, Ma- what? Ma- what do I add to it? You add your, de- line, your dexterity Matt. modifier. It's put okay. That's a four, so that's uh, eighteen. That definitely Matt, hits. Go ahead and no, roll Matt, damage. Say that like the magic burst gave him super armor or something. And they missed by sh- <laughs> trying to shoot him in the fucking head. <laughs> and that's two d six plus one. That is a three. That is a six. Nine plus one is ten. Okay. Still charged with some sort of a, a, a gift, something otherworldly. You you, you feel- Maybe the, it helped my aim. You feel the inspiration wash through you. You are no longer the nicely, nicely you once were. You're something entirely new. And using- Certainly not nice. Using that, that drive, that, that push of inspiration, you put a, a gun to a guy's head and execute him. <laughs> I think whoever named us the bad apples was kind of like- Having a bit of fun, yeah. like these guys are just no good nicks. <laughs> I think they're from these the, rap the wrong side of the tracks, if you know what I mean. These are bad apples. <laughs> these, they're real stinkers. <laughs> little little stinkers, <laughs> everyone. Well, combat's over. Yeah, I'll, oh good. <laughs> I'll say yeah. <laughs> a silence kind of falls over the rooms. You all take a moment to. Take a breath and try and process what just happened, both from the uh, the opening of this box and uh, nicely, nicely's nicely finished round of combat. Nicely, nicely finished. Thank you. There you okay. Go. Uh, um, so, are we resting now? 
I don't want to. St- hey, we just had a fucking gunfight in the, na- the Museum of Natural History, so I don't want to necessarily like hang out. I, here. No, I would argue after that. I think it makes complete sense that there's like a short rest of just like what I, the fuck. I happened? don't want to go through the rest of the game with one hit point. That's why you should not. This is a murder crime scene. Everyone here <laughs> murdered someone. Yeah, but we murdered everybody. To be fair, not Landon, in the whole, not, not in the fucking world. Uh, do we have everything that was in the box? Uh, you do. You have the you have the, the the strange crooked stick. You have the uh, the glowing orb, and the now currently empty jeweled box. Let's not talk about whether we're or not we're resting. Can we just do the rests and and so we can move on with our lives? Yes. And so Dad doesn't I'll die. It. I'll allow it. This is the the shortest of short rests you've ever narratively seen. As you all kind of, they will, we'll say, we'll say as as part of whatever this this energy charge that washed through you also brought with it a momentary element of of healing energy. And so all of you can spend your hit dice to heal up if you'd like, and we'll allow the song of rest only under the condition that nicely nicely does actually sing a rendition of whatever he chooses. Just pop oh, these head, headphones okay. off real quick. All right. Um, Lock be a non-gender specific person tonight. Lock be a non-gender specific person tonight. Lock if you've ever been a non-gender specific person. Lock be a non-gender specific person tonight. Okay. And we add one D6 to whatever else the healing. Great. And that's a six. Cool. So everybody who's using... You're all welcome. (laughs) Well, Landon didn't... Not only is Landon not killed... Landon didn't take any damage either, so Landon's riding high, and that'll take me up. To, that'll take me back up to thirty-three, so I can't go beyond my hip. Correct, correct. Okay, okay. That heals me back up. Great. So you have a brief moment after this, this energy has subsided. You've you've we've healed been arrested. up a bit. <laughs> what do you guys want to do? Fucking run! Leave the building. I'd like to examine the sphere a little bit. Okay. Uh, go ahead and make a perception check for me. That is a 13 plus 2. 15. 15. You glance into this this swirling golden mist that seems to be perpetually churning and swirling within this glass globe. And you swear you see just barely visible beyond it, like something moving in the fog. Uh, a a creature. Um, elements of, you see like a, a an, almost like a paw, like a lion's claw come through the mist for a second and then vanish. Hmm. Uh, can I investigate the stick? Uh, sure. Uh, I will say for you, part of this strange inspiration that came about you, there, there's an element of weird understanding that previously was unattached to this stick. Go ahead and roll an Arcana check for me. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, I'm not good at that. Uh, 12. 12. Um, I mean, you really aren't sure if it's just a stick or not, but the one thing you think is that gem that Petrov seemed to be uh, clutching that hurt a lot of your friends. Maybe this is in a similar vein. Oh, can I look for that gem, too? <laughs> sure, you can make an investigation check to try and find the gem in the darkness. Uh, 17. 17. Okay, you do find the gem. Uh, the gem is cracked. Uh, it looks like it uh, It took the blunt, uh, or the, the, the brunt of a, of a heavy rifle shot, um, and it is covered in blood. 
Uh, I go ahead and pop it in the box. Okay. Just because I don't like carrying an empty box. It feels weird, right? Like, what's the, I mean, sure, it's covered in jewels and stuff, but like. Right. Uh, I want to listen for sirens, uh, security guards, uh, it, the sound, the, the general sort of uh, people coming to investigate a gunfight. Okay, make a perception check for me. 12 plus 5, 17. 17. Um, you listen carefully towards the, the doorway that you came in from. Um, and at first you're like, oh, everything's pretty quiet. And then you hear that faint sound that. Okay. Yeah. Burp, burp. So that is, that is police. So that it's like I have been saying for the last 10 minutes now, we should probably hoof it. Uh, maybe not the way we came in, but in some direction. Maybe from from where these fellas, these un- poor unfortunate souls, uh, made their way into the building. Now would be the time for your sewer place. And if I may suggest, maybe we take the bodies to the sewer with us. I, it, it, if, but there's a lot of bodies at this point. It's going to take us a while. No, to, to there's haul. only four. We could we we could each take one. We can certainly give it a give it a shake. Ronnie, go um, make a history check for me. History? Yes. Well. Uh nine plus two. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. You what you do recall in your experience in the sewers and traversing the underside of New York, um, there are a number of abandoned uh subway tunnels that also intersect with elements of the of the sewers. And uh you know there's at least one or two of these that intersect not too far from the where this museum is sitting. You've never actually connected the two, but you're like there might not there might be a tunnel not far from here. Okay. Um yeah, I mean if I did not see it on the way in the way we came from, I still think going out the door that these these guys came in is the is the play and we'll keep an eye out for a uh abandoned subway entrance. You've got it. Okay. Uh you guys push through the doors on the opposite side of the chamber where Petrov and his goon had come through. You step out from this storage chamber into what looks to be another long concrete hallway uh, with very, very faint kind of flickering fluorescent lights above. You head on for what seems almost like hundreds of feet of walking before you come to another door. You push it open, and this leads into what looks to be uh, an old abandoned subway station. You can oh, see the, the tile walls and the arches and the pillars in the center. The actual subway line itself is empty. Um, the downside is there's no light here. So mm. um, aside from the electric lantern you probably took with you, uh, that is the only light source you have and Ronnie's headlamp. Yeah, that's fine. I figure I could walk in the lean. I've grinded these rails before. <laughs> Gleamed these cubes. All right. Well, lead the way, Ronnie. Anywhere we, we can ditch these corpses would be just great just top notch anything you know like a great or i don't know a vat of piranha yeah i mean there's there's lots of sewer piranha uh you just gotta know where to look there are giant alligators right no i mean there's a were rat down here stomping around uh seen him once or twice uh he'll probably he'll if we ask an ice he'll uh Eat them up. Maybe if we slather a little bit of pizza sauce on these fellas. Which right at that moment, as Ronnie is describing this, the rest of you look in the shadows beyond and you can see a pair of gleaming eyes reflecting the light from the lantern and hear a faint <laughs> and another pair of eyes. 
and then a third pair of eyes. Well, it's a monster with six eyes. I mean, it's not a monster with six. I mean, it could be where rat. It, Let me see. It very much is, Ronnie. You turn and, and you recognize the growling immediately. These are three were-rats that are pouring out of the shadows towards you, licking their lips. They're horrible, uh, kind of greasy, blackened fur and their weirdly humanoid bodies as they slowly stalk towards you hungrily. Wait, are these actual were-rats? Yeah, it's actual were-rats. They, uh, that's, uh, let me see. That's little Derek. That's Samantha. And Aww. that's Chompers over there. Um, in an effort to see them better, uh, um, I'm going to take out the sphere and hold it up because uh, I know it's extremely bright and I'd like to get a better look. Okay, you hold the sphere and the light emanates and fills the chamber. You can see the three wear rats immediately shrink back about five or ten feet from the light. Um, and then they stop and kind of glance at it transfixed themselves, both fearful but you know, grasped by the awe of this object. Do, do they listen to you, Ronnie? Uh, I speak to animals. Oh, yeah! I'm, uh, yeah, let me give you a shot. Hey, uh, hey, hey, gang. How you doing? You look well-fed? How are the kids? We see, well, uh, they're still transfixed by the orb, but the one to the far right turns to you. The rest of you hear... <laughs> what, uh, Ronnie, uh. what Ronnie hears is... <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's not been too bad. The summer's been a bit of a bit of a dull uh, time period. The weather's been rough. There's a lot of water runoff in the sewers. But uh, what the hell is that thing you're holding up? Magic orb. Oh, gotcha. Interesting. Um, we're really hungry, and I mean absolutely yeah. no offense. Uh, but uh, you, you know, there's three of us. There's four of you. That could feed us for quite some time. Um, we do have dead bodies here, so you could just you could nosh down on those. That would actually be doing us a huge favor. Um, so what do you, what do you say you do that instead of eating us? Cause we're still alive and come on, Derek, you know me. Go ahead and make a persuasion check for me. <laughs> I'll say with advantage because you do have bodies. Well, that's good. Cause that's a two minus one. <laughs> uh, 16 minus one. 15. All right. He sits there and looks at you for a second and goes, you know what? Yeah. Why not? You know, I don't. I don't hold any sort of ill will towards you, even though our previous encounters have been tenuous at most. Um, I respect you as an adversary. You know, we uh, we we couldn't. I I don't know what I'd do without you. I don't know what I'd do without you. It's very 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 Batman Gotham Joker kind of a feel to it. Yeah, y'all y'all get Batman down here. uh, Well, you'd be surprised how many issues in the late nineties got thrown in the sewers. It's a rough time for DC. (laughs) Yowza! Yeah, I'm I'm sure that would. I'm sure that burn would have registered with me if I was a big nerd, but uh, that's cool. That's cool. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, okay. Let's go. They break their eye contact from the orb and wander over and one by one take the bodies away from you. Thanks, guys. Great. We beat Cheeks. (laughs) Get the fudge out of there. (laughs) All righty. Following Ronnie's lead, it doesn't take long for you guys to find a, a ladder that leads up to a sewer cover. Um, which would have you be emerging, we'll say at this point, uh, just on the western side of the Upper East Side of New York. The familiar smell of the evening New York night air is welcoming, especially compared to the place you just traversed. You have your objects clutched with you, a glowing orb that is relatively challenging to keep 
uh, unseen, but the city is yours. What would you like to do? Uh, how far are we from uh, the Romano uh, household where we could... Uh, you can go to the Lower East Side, so it's a, it's a quite a ways. You'd probably have to probably cab it. <laughs> okay. How far are we from Ray Romano's Good house? question. I, yeah, let's go kill... Don't, let's, doc, don't dox Ray yeah, Romano. I feel really <laughs> uncomfortable sharing his personal info on the internet. Uh, I pull up Lyft, and it says my wait will be around five to six years. <laughs> <laughs> Checks out. Yeah, you got... Uh, I, I call, I, I, yeah, I hail a cab, but I wait for a cabbie to go by who seems like uh, they won't ask a lot of questions. Maybe it's a sketchier looking cab. Yeah, it's like the cab in, uh, in Scrooged. That's, yeah. that's kind of what I'm looking for. It just Got says it. Steve's cab. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Uh, Sharpie. There, there are uh, a number of, of cabbies that you've encountered in the past that just do not want to know what you're doing and are happy to take the money and take you where you need to go. Um, you find one such individual who drives you to the Lower East Side to the exterior of the Felici Mozzarella Bar, where this all began. Oh, uh, yeah, what time of day? Like, what, what, we started this little journey uh, at, at you know, the dead of evening a couple hours after the museum closed. Like, what, what, what time is it now? I'd say now it's probably close to one o'clock in the morning. Uh, time for mimosas. <laughs> and there's and there's still people sitting there waiting for their mozzarella stick. <laughs> the same people. Um, no, the uh, the the kitchen's been closed a while, but people do still wind down with wine to close out the evening. It looks like the bar is about to go ahead and finish its evening's work. So you go ahead and make your way into the chambers of the main restaurant. You make your way back past the the employees to the staircase that ascends to the office of Amara Romano, the Ice Madam. As you, the big bad apples, enter the chamber, uh, which, by the way, uh, Frechette, a lot of people noticed, at least the few that were there, that you're just clutching this large glowing orb underneath your coat. Um, And probably with a good amount of blood, right? Yeah, I was going to say, anything to distract from the brain viscera that is also covering her. I feel like Frechette has the kind of vibe where you don't look too long. (laughs) You may sneak a peek, but I feel like you one quick look at her and you're like, that's not my business. I'm going to keep to my business. Yeah. And it's not like there's a, it's a, a huge surprise that individuals of inscrutable uh, history wander in and out of this establishment at these late hours. Um, But you make your way into the ice madam's office and you can see her in the process of talking with another person who immediately as you arrive gets up and leaves and she turns back to you fingers crossed in front of her elbows on the desk. So how, uh, how did everything go tonight? Oh, your, your bubbles. I toss the sphere under her desk. It rolls and she grabs it. Very interesting. Uh, there was also a stick, uh, which is, I know it just looks like a stick, but it's something, and this is going to sound so bonkers, magic, um, and I probably should have led with, there was also a box that I did open that released something. Or perhaps took us somewhere Narnia adjacent. Yes. I and would... also a gym that shot out lightning. But of the four, it was actually the least confusing. And we murdered three 
to four dudes, and it's probably not great that I don't know the exact count. Uh, one of them was Petrov. Well, fool's dead. All right. Uh, uh, as long as Petrov's body doesn't uh, have any sort of markers left over that could connect his death to our family, e- right? Eaten by giant rats. Yeah. Oh, that's efficient. Yes. I admire your uh, your improvisational Ronnie for that one. That was yeah. Ronnie's. Is it? I know it's a little cliche. <laughs> That's all right. Cliche isn't bad in all terms. Bichette, you look like you had a you had some adventure tonight, huh? <laughs> no, it was good though. <laughs> it was fun. We all had a lot of fun. Oh well, don't worry. There's definitely more where this came from. This was one of oh, and I uh, I developed some kind of neurological condition, and he extends his hands and wiggles his fingers in her direction. Okay. <laughs> Are you putting any intent behind that wiggling? I usually I usually don't, Matt. <laughs> okay. Okay. But who knows what'll happen? Uh, <laughs> we'll say for the purposes of 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 the narrative that you do not accidentally cast a spell at the Mafia Don. Um. But uh, she glanced over. Oh, uh, nicely, nicely. I forgot you were here. Welcome. I'm glad to see you made it. Oh, I'm glad to be here. Nice and nice and thank you. Well, word is on the street that uh, something strange happened tonight. In a few different places, some inexplicable events transpired. If what you're talking about with this box is true and they're connected, well... I guess, uh, I guess the Romano family's gonna have a lot of work for the Big Bad Apples in the near future. We should workshop the name. <laughs> and just sort of our general stratagems, because it seems like I we were all kind of doing different things down there. It, was, it felt a lot like a lot of just sort of, just five different jazz performances all happening at once. Hey, I happen to be quite the fan of jazz. And if you're talking about this from an organizational standpoint, Ronnie, why don't you consider yourself the leader of this merry band? Uh, yeah, I mean, do, do, do I get veto power on needless executions? No. No. Okay. So it's just sort of a figurehead position then, is what you're saying? More or less, yes. Will I be held extra culpable then for the aforementioned uh, needless executions? Yes. Then I humbly decline the offer. Thank you very much. <laughs> very well. Well, go clean yourselves up, and don't get too uh, don't get too easily seen out there with this kind of mess you're bearing. I'll be in contact soon. It seems New York just got a lot weirder. And we'll go ahead and close our Thank one-shot you. adventure there. Matt. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you. Matt Mercer. Thank, Thank you, guys. That's so much fun. We do, um, we do subtitles for all of our our like uh, our shows. Let me throw this out. Call this one Adventure Zone colon Mercer. <laughs> I don't think we have an M. We'll just do that. You I know, start- it would also, what would also fit like really well is just Adventure Zone murder. That's also viable. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
thank you to everybody who donated to the Max Fund Drive uh, in the past and this year for listening. Uh, your support allows us to do weird, fun stuff like this uh, and make more weird content uh, for you to enjoy. Uh, thank you, Matt. Like, uh, I don't think we can thank you enough. This was such a blast. In fact, thank you for showing us how to play Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I've always wanted to It learn. feels slightly redundant to say, hey, go listen to Critical Role, because if you listen to our show, I, I bet you listen to Critical Role. We, we, have, uh, we you, have a lot of community crossover, which makes me very yeah. happy. <laughs> uh, do you have I should hope wanna... so, though, right? <laughs> and maybe I'll sing one more song. No, right, oh, look at the okay, time. I'm going to go ahead and stop my recording there. Wait, That's the end. Look wait, at the time on the wall. Great... Oh, Matt has left oh, the room. Work, he jumped out the wait. window. Oh, no, Matt Mercer's dead. <laughs> we killed Matt Mercer. I'll save it for the next one. I'm going to be in Titanfall 3. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Perfect. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.